the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. Final hour. 606. 606. Hmm. 606. Great to have you here. I'm Randy Corpin. Always grateful to be here and so glad to have you along. We're going to jump on the phones. Phones have been hot. 303-696-1971. Good Lord. Can we start over? <laughs> 303-696. My, I, I mentioned this last week. My wife said, just don't do the Mountain Dew. I am very sensitive to caffeine. I'm always worried now that I'm not doing early mornings, which is really my prime, that uh, I'm going to be flat. So I have a bite to eat before I come in and a little teeny. It's like a half, a mini can of Mountain Dew. And man, it does amp me up. So I appreciate your tolerance and your patience. A couple of things before we go to Mike and Joan. Um... Regarding Trump, people are texting in and they're texting me and they're saying, what did he say about? Is he running again? So the question was, of course, asked, when will you make your announcement, Mr. President? And he did say that it would be very soon. That was a quote. Very soon. Didn't lean one way or the other. I think we all kind of know where that's going. I'm guessing as soon as these midterms are passed, um, it's probably game on from Mar-a-Lago as well. So that's very exciting. I'll tell you more about the trip before this hour is up. But I also came across, oh, and my God, I heard driving in or sometime on the station today, a promo from Mayor, Aurora Mayor, former Congressman Mike Kaufman, a guy who used to meet with uh, Tea Party groups and, and uh, we've had breakfasts and different things when he was in Congress and, you know, challenging him, trying to push him more to the conservative way and Really, I think doing, from what I know, doing a terrific job as mayor of Aurora now that he has a conservative uh, majority on his city council, he's out there promoting the vaccines. He's saying, get, get all your shots for your shingles and your flu and the COVID jab. What in the heck, Mike? Why? Man, Give me a call. I will introduce you to Officer Jose Manriquez, who still can't walk properly after taking the jab. I will introduce you to Maddie. I forget her last name now, the little 13-year-old super active girl who did a press conference with her mom and Ron Johnson from her wheelchair after the jab. I'll introduce you to the statistics, not only on the CDC and the VAERS program, from around the world of people who are having heart problems and strokes and all kinds of issues because of this jab. I get if you want to encourage people to take the shingles vaccine or take the flu vaccine or, of course, mumps and measles and rubella and polio and all the things that have a tremendous tra and occasionally hurt people. I get it. But they have a decades-long history of doing far more good than harm. Not so with these COVID jabs. Please, Mike, just give me a call. 
or encourage people to look into it and then make the best decision. He didn't categorize it like, you know, if you're older, if you've got health issues, this can save your life. It was like everybody, our community is safer if we all just jab ourselves. No, absolutely not. That just shocked me. Last thing, and then we'll get to full lines. <laughs> this this story was just too good. I saw this wonderful picture of this cute little girl, and she's riding. She's a biker chick, maybe five years old. And so, of course, those of you who are regular listeners know I've got a three-year-old grandson, champion dirt bike rider this year, took home three trophies, final day of the race, including the season, won the season, three years old, gas 50cc. He's a little... He's a little hot rodder. So I see this little girl on a mini Harley, and she's got the pigtails, and she's got the leathers and the boots and the jeans and the T-shirt, and uh, the little tassels are hanging down from the handlebars. It's a little, it's got the saddlebag, the black saddlebags, the headband, and she's got the angry look, like the Harley riding badass look. And, uh, I mean, if I was a five-year-old boy, I would not, pull this chick's pigtails. I can just tell you that much right now. So I had to look at the story. And here it is. A little 10-year-old girl was walking home alone from school one day when a big man on a black motorcycle pulled up beside her. After following her for a while, he turns to her and asks, Hey there, little girl, do you want to go for a ride? No, says the little girl as she keeps on walking. The motorcyclist, again, pulls up beside her and asks, Hey, little girl, I'll give you $10 if you hop on the back. No, says the little girl again as she hurries down the street. Motorcyclist pulls up beside the little girl again and says, Okay, kid, my last offer. I'll give you 20 bucks and a big bag of candy if you'll just hop on the back of my bike and we'll go for a ride. Finally, the little girl stops, turns toward him, and screams, Look, Dad, you're the one who bought the Honda instead of the Harley. You ride it. I got to say, I love that story. I love that story. Okay, Mike wants to talk about Joe O'Day, so let's hear a little Joe O'Day real quick. And um, this was... All the, by the way, this is a theme now. It's like the Democrats all have a conference call. What do we say today? Because they're calling everybody a liar. You saw it in, I saw it in clips of the Herschel Walker debate. I saw it in clips of the Oz debate against the now brain-dead Fetterman. And here's, this is the best that Bennett seemed to have to offer. Why do you keep, I, tell me what that means to you. Well, it just goes to your effectiveness, you're no, but you've been, what you, you're I, ineffective. That's your answer. I, I gave you the answer. You're ineffective. Okay, look, you're a liar, we've lost Joe. In, you're a liar, I, Joe. Yeah. You're a liar, Joe. That's not true. You're lying I'm about the record. truth. I'm you're, telling the truth. I'm telling the truth. You didn't get Space Command. You're not telling you've the truth. You've let BLM leave Grand Junction. That's not true, Joe. You helped your president with a war on energy. That's which not is, true, Joe. Yes, it is. That's it's all true. true. You stood right by him 98% of the time. I think we've... Yeah. By the way, BLM is not Black Lives Matter. Matters. It's the Bureau of Land Management. Remember, Donald Trump brought that out here to the wide open spaces uh, and put it in Grand Junction, so they're, they're actually near the land, the mass, uh, the majority of land that they control. And uh, Bennett did nothing to stop. I mean, you know, Joe. Sleepy Joe is all about undoing anything great that Trump did, and we get it. Let's hear one more clip um, from Joe O'Day, and then we'll get back to the 
on fire full lines. This is um, O'Day and Bennett on inflation. I would ask Mr. Bennett, we've seen $5 trillion go into the market here in the last two years. And some Democrats have said they regret all of this spending. Do you regret this spending? Uh, I regret the fact that we're facing the inflation that we're facing because the economy recovered at once globally. And we're having to deal with the effects of that because of the broken supply chains all over the world and because of the cost of energy that we're having to deal with. You know, Joe, these we're not you haven't been talking about it so much. Well, I asked the question, do you regret the spending? And my answer to your question is, I regret the inflation that people are facing. That you're spending costs. Because of the broken supply chains globally and because of the energy that we're facing. See, I think think Ote has done pretty good in those two clips. This is very very short, last one. We need to take on this reckless spending. Michael Bennett doesn't get it done. He gets no results. One bill in 13 years that he's been president, the only thing he's been consistent on is voting with his president 98% of the time. Mike wants to talk about Joe O'Day. He's been waiting patiently from Aurora. Mike, welcome. Yeah, Randy, love your show day or night. Thank you. Um, yeah, Joe O'Day almost lost me a couple weeks ago there when he said he would actively campaign against uh, Trump running for president again. But uh, with reluctance, I voted uh, for him, and I voted straight Republican all ticket down the the line. Um, And I forgot, who's the secretary, who's the nominee for secretary of state? Pamela Anderson, not Baywatch. Yeah. Yeah, definitely not. Um, yeah, I had I, I had a lot of reserve. I had a lot of reservations against her too. But uh, both of them, I think Reagan summed it up best. He had uh, he had a great saying. He had lots of great sayings. The two I remember were one of them was, and I'll paraphrase here since I don't have the exact quote. If you can't make them, meaning politicians, if you can't make them see the light, you can make them feel the heat. And that's what I think we should do with these uh, these reluctant Republicans or these nominal conservatives. If they get in there, we have to we have to let them know our thoughts and uh, what we like and don't like. And here's the thing, Mike, and I'm feeling this, seeing it all around the country. We've, we heard for weeks that, oh, these Trump-nominated candidates, you know, they're going to blow this wonderful opportunity that the Republicans had. Uh, it doesn't look that way. doesn't seem to be going that way. And that means that a Joe Day is going to be going into an ever-growing group of America-first Republicans in both the House and the Senate. Uh, the Mitch McConnell, who's, you know, the Mitch McConnells, who are fighting for their power and their control, their leadership positions— are going to be increasingly challenged, and that that could really be some influence on a Joe Day. But I, I'm with you, man. I got more calls or texts from people after the comment of, um, you know, aggressively or uh, just affirmatively campaigning against Trump if he chose, chooses to run than any other comment. And I wish I'm not going to share. I talk, actually talked with Donald Trump about that in Mar-a-Lago. We, we talked about Joe Day, and I'm not going to share that conversation until after the election. 
But I just, I just well, think it's, I just thought know. it was stupid. You don't have to punch your base in the face. I told the Washington Post, I've never seen it work that you pick up more enthusiasm by un- from unaffiliated than you gain by knocking out the enthusiasm of the Republican base. But maybe in these unique times, it can work. I, I, I don't think it was necessary, but we'll see how it all plays out. Go ahead. Well, after O'Day made that comment, Trump made uh, some kind of general public comments. Um, and um, I don't remember exactly what they were but about O'Day's comment. And I think it, I just think it's interesting that uh, um, George Bush comes to town to campaign for Joe O'Day. Now, that's what does that say? I don't know. Yeah, uh, you know, Carl Rove's been here, all the big money, all the establishment Republicans. Yeah. I get it. I get it. And I get it. But uh, And, uh, yeah, Jimmy's show this morning, uh, Chris Christie was on there with, I think, O'Day, I believe it was. Do you, you yeah, mean, you mean he, actually Chris Christie or the governor, or do you mean uh, Christy Burton-Brown? No, Chris Christie, the governor, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. So well, I mean, he's kind of a he's kind of a rhino too. No, but it's a good get so, as far as an interview. I mean, was that a clip or an interview? No, it was a live interview. Yeah, oh, that's good. On both. That's a good get. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. All right, that's all I had then. Well, Bye. and I'll just I'll just tell you, you know, Trump Trump said that it was stupid, that it was dumb to to go after you know America first, just to knock out your base, and then he also told um, Ron DeSantis that it was a big mistake to back Joe O'Day. But listen, that was it. Yeah, yeah. That was but, it. but let's get through this election. Let's elect as many Republicans as we can. Celebrate that wonderful feeling, and then go to work on them. Yeah, hold their feet to the fire. Very good, Mike. Great call. Thanks for waiting. I appreciate it. Thanks. Mike's line is open three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one six nine six nineteen seventy one. I uh, getting some good text messages in here. At some point, please mention third party candidates only get three to four percent of the vote. Uh, referring to Danielle Neuschwanger, who I guess admitted that she's running as a unaffiliated or a constitution candidate for governor. Um, that three or four percent, if there's actually a wave that trickles into Colorado, could be enough to hurt Heidi Ganahl. I think it's selfish. I know Danielle. I like Danielle. I've done things with Danielle um, that I thought were really good things, and I appreciated her involvement in them. Um, but man, oh, man, Ron Hanks saying, you know, I'm voting for the Libertarian for Senate. That's another group that usually gets, you know, one to three or four percent of the vote. And in close races, that's enough to take out the Republican. Now, Libertarians will argue that, no, we draw from both sides of the aisle. And I'd have to see the numbers. I'm open to believing it, but it sure seems like it's always Republicans that lose those very close races when the Libertarian has just enough of that margin. Hard to say. But I'm not spending much time on Danielle or Ron or anybody right now because we've got work to do. We've got an election to win, and we've got an opportunity to win it even here in Colorado. And by the way, can you imagine if a Joe O'Day or the other top-line Republican candidates statewide or the federal candidates are doing well, that's got to help our chances in changing the the math in the State House of Representatives and taking back the Senate, which is the crucial uh, block effort to stop 
absolutely bring to a crushing halt the Jared Polis agenda uh, if he's still in the governor's house. But you can stop Democrats with just one of those houses of government. So um, we've got full lines. We're going to get to everybody. We do need to take our break at 621. It's Randy Corcoran on 710 KNUS. Absolutely. Theme song two for Wake Up with Randy Corcoran. We're back at 627, about a half hour to go in the show. We've got two Jones and a Maryland on the line. Love it when we have a li- lines full of women. If you're a longtime listener to this show, we, of course, went on the Internet, found on eBay Mitt Romney's binder full of women. It was going cheap, uh, believe you me. And uh, so we bought it, and we brought it home, and we cleaned it up, and we sterilized it, and we put quite a list of women in the Wake Up With Randy Corcoran binder full of women the first year or two in the show. We stopped counting, I guess. I was literally writing down the names, and, you know, we were going to make a thing out of it, and then, you know, you move on. But we had like 60 or 70 ladies in there. Pretty darn cool. So we're going to jump on the phones here in just a second. Um, Alexa is always a regular texter to the show. A lot of texts coming in tonight. Appreciate it. But she sent me the most wonderful tweet, uh, a link to a tweet. So I pulled it up on my computer, and um, Obama is at a rally, and he cannot, I'm assuming this is real. It sure looks and sounds real. He can't get the crowd to quit chanting FJB. You know what that means, right? One of the seven words you can't say on television or radio Ending by with Joe Biden, FGJB. So that's hilarious. And she also pointed out that uh, the 13-year-old girl, Mike Kaufman, this is for you, the 13-year-old girl who got the jab, Maddie DeGaray, you can get the video. It's so painful, so compelling and hurtful. And her family, a bunch of uh, looks to me like obedient leftists, they wanted to do their part. They thought they were helping the world by volunteering to get the jab during those very short emergency human testings that they did. And this little girl and the whole family took it. The whole family took it as part of a test for Pfizer. And almost immediately, just like um, my friend and and, uh, client detective, Jose Manriquez started feeling the pain. Uh, Manriquez, Officer Manriquez, did not wind up in a wheelchair. Many of you may have seen the interview that he and I did on Fox and Friends. Primetime interview. We did it right from my office here. Had to go in there at 3.30 in the morning to let the Fox crew in and get it all set up. They wanted to hit their their prime hour of 6.30 a.m. So I think we got on there about about 4.35 Denver time, and um, it was supposed to be an interview of Jose, but he he broke down during it, so I, I did a lot more of the talking than I had planned to. I had been on Fox and Friends the morning before with another Denver police officer, John Christians, who uh, was fired because he refused to take the jab, and we had been in court the day before that, and so that's why it was a national story. And I had mentioned during the interview with, uh, with Detective... Um, Christian, that uh, uh, this guy who had showed up, I didn't know him before, he had showed up at our court hearing at Denver, barely able to walk, Um, and it was Jose Manriquez, and he told me a story, and I just mentioned it during the, the first interview with Fox and Friends, 
And they called right after and said, can you get the other guy? We'd like to have him on tomorrow. And that's why we did back-to-back Fox and Friends episodes from my office. So Mike Kaufman, please, please, please uh, do a little work. Take the COVID jab off of the list of your encouragements to your community. My God, man, you may be hurting people. Some people are going to be hurt. It's happening around the world. Italy just lifted all of their COVID mandates. I know Marilyn wants to talk about COVID, and, and we'll we'll get to that for sure. But, um, wow. Before we get back to the phones, I do want you to hear. Let's see. Oh, did I lose it? What the heck is this? Huh. Well, I lost the recording that I wanted to play for you. It was Herschel Walker, and he was responding to things that Obama had said when Obama got to Georgia. And some of it was so funny. That's why this guy is going to win and probably win pretty big. But one of the things that he did say, it wasn't part of the joking that I was going to share with you, uh, was he said that Obama's living in that great big mansion house while the rest of y'all can't afford to buy your gas and groceries. Yeah, it's just true. And that's why um, Herschel Walker is going to be one of the many Trump endorsed. Trump is going to have a very good night, a very good night on um, on November the 8th. Really can't wait. All right, before we talk more about Joe O'Day, let's hear a little bit more Joe O'Day and Bennett on the border. Michael Bennett's been in the Senate for 13 years and had every opportunity to secure this border. It's still not secure. When I talk to the cops up here, Chief Pazin, Sheriff Schrader with Jefferson County, they're doing all they can for fentanyl overdose here in in town. They need help with securing the border. When I went down there this last week, they're asking for a wall. You know why? Because they're exhausted. They want to close and secure this border. That's where the fentanyl is coming from. It's coming straight up I-25. They want the barrier so that they can drive people through the, the access points. This has got to get solved. All right, we'll start with our first, Joan, the one who wants to talk about Joe O'Day. Joan in Broomfield. Thanks for waiting. Welcome to the show. Um, I want to say that we'd love you to play, you know, when Polis was in the U.S. House, um, he was screeching for the rights of the illegals. I don't know if you're going to play it ever again, but we'd sure love for you to do that, okay? And, and I wanted to mention, too, that I want O'Day because of the World Vaccine Congress that's going to meet in D.C. in April. So we want to make sure that we've got representatives um, like an O'Day who would stop because they've got plans to have um, everybody vaccinated. Okay, and uh, Nancy Pelosi was on The View shortly after Obama was elected, um, saying that she and her husband had done a threesome. So this news about Pelosi is uh, not surprising, I guess. Well, it probably isn't. And let's see. I don't think this is the original clip that we used to play on the show regularly. It shouldn't be up to us to convince him. Just as I don't have to eat their darn fried crayfish. I don't want it. I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. I can't believe you got that that fast. Yeah. We don't mess around here, man. We've got top-notch producers, hyper-fast computers, super typists. And by the way, it's Wake Up with Randy Corcoran on a Saturday night. What else would you expect? Well, people need to be awakened, I'll tell you. That's for sure. For sure, John. Um, you know, Thank you. You know, Pelosi, yeah, okay, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Let's get to Joan at number two. Joan in Denver, welcome. No, no, it's Lakewood. Well, um, it says anyway. Denver. You fix your phone line, lady. Oh, you know, those people. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I um, am hearing you live the first time. 
because I've been out on Saturday nights, but um, tonight I'm icing my knees because I've been walking so much. <laughs> and I've been walking and knocking, and I am running to, into all of these people who are telling me that they are voting um, straight red. And these people say, whose doors are you knocking on? And I'm like, my list is all independents and um, some Democrats. And the independents are like, yeah, I'm registered as an independent because I'm afraid for my job. I'm afraid for my business. I'm afraid, you know. And they are all voting all red. And I have had just a few of them say, tell me how you feel about O'Day. And I say, we have to have O'Day because majorities matter, and we can't just have one. We can't have a majority of one because that just makes gives all the power. Um, Manchin, um, had, Manchin oh, I say his name wrong, had all the power with the Democrats. Joe Manchin, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. No, this is a this is a really good point. And if, for people who weren't here in the first hour, I, I, I started out by got to listen to the final hour of Joe Cal- uh, John Caldera filling in for Peter Boyles. And the conversation was people who were struggling to fill in the dot for Joe Day, you know, they they were being condemned, basically. I don't understand it. And I, I defended how difficult that is. And I went down the list of all of the things on Joe Day's website and in his platform that are concerning to people like us. And then uh, but then I flipped it back around and, and we talked about long term consequences and the whole nine yards and uh, good old. uh um, John McCain, you know, was the single vote that we needed to repeal and replace Obamacare. He gave the thumbs down. One vote majority is not enough because it gives that one vote way too much power. So um, now I'm with you. I've I've struggled to get through it. I am confident I'm going to fill in the bubble for Joe Day well, myself because I just I, think it's the right thing to do. I can tell you this. You can ask Lon Burbert how they run those that Congress up there. You don't get to do all too much the first year or two. Um, they have little rules about freshman behavior and stuff. And um, he'll get in there, and then he'll he'll run into some of those um, rules, you know. And it, it's not as as cut and dry and I can be a maverick kind of situation. So. Well, I think it's I'll terrific, vote. Joan, that um, that you're running into. And you say unaffili- independence. You mean unaffiliateds. And people aren't right. registered independent. They're just unaffiliated with any of the parties. And so right. and that they're voting red this year. That's terrific that your knees hurt tells me how hard you're working. So thank you for that. If you've got anything else, please make it quick. I want to get to Maryland before this break. Um, I am so jealous of you and, and Mark um, Trump. And, Going yeah, to Mar-a-Lago. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to tell that story in the next segment before we run out of time, I promise. So anybody on the phone is going to have to wait. But uh, it was terrific, Joan. I'll look forward to seeing you sometime and telling you some of those off-air details. Thank you. All right. God bless. All right. And Marilyn, we made it to you before the break. Thank you so much for waiting. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Randy. Hey, listen, um, about the vaccine, I just read, and actually my daughter who was in Japan today, she read it too, that Dr. McCullough has been stripped of his medical license. And you know who Dr. McCullough is. Peter McCullough. He's a friend. He's been Peter. on this show. Um, I've met him in yeah. person at CPAC, had lengthy conversations with him, admire his courage, and it's unbelievable totally. what they've done. 
You heard that, then. You heard it too. Oh yeah, no, it's true. It's it's he's he's still a doctor, but here's what he was stripped of. I, this was a story I'm not going to get to tonight, but since you brought it up, um, at least give you the the tidbit. This is a quote from Peter McCullough. Yesterday, I was stripped of my board certifications in internal medicine and cardiology after decades of perfect clinical performance, board scores, and hundreds of peer-reviewed publications. None of this will stop until there is a needle in every arm. Exactly. And I, so getting to Kaufman, and I had kind of, I worked, not worked with Kaufman, but supported him um, years ago when he was running as a congressman. And I got to tell you, those kind of Republicans, I don't need. I don't want. And when our day attacked Trump, like the gentleman a couple calls before had mentioned, you know, you can disagree with Trump all you want, but you definitely cannot take away from the man what he did for this country in four years. And he should have toted what Trump had done as a positive, you know, low on the energy efficiency, um, energy independence, um, food, the cost of living, uh, blacks having more jobs and opportunities, all of these things while he was being attacked relentlessly over and over again. And for a day not to at least balance his, his being different from Trump is what he said being different from also acknowledging, hey, he's a businessman. You're a businessman. The businessmen should have understood lower taxes, um, more growth. Look how Colorado dealt with the real estate market. We could just go on and on. And now this vaccine crap with Kaufman, I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? You don't have kids, Kaufman, to worry about shooting in a kid's arm. You, 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 what do you? I mean, I'm just, I'm really, really tired. Well, Marilyn, as I mentioned, when, when those comments came out from O'Day, I got more contacts from people as committee man, as a radio host, or friends who said, "That's it. Um, you've, you had me convinced to vote for Joe O'Day, and now I'm done." And I get it. I get it, especially after being with the president. But what if it's a campaign strategy to win a race in Colorado? I don't know if I can believe in him. Yeah. And I know. listen, why don't you talk why don't you talk to him and say, dude, you made a mistake. People out here in Colorado want to know where you really stand. The good, bad and ugly about Trump. There's a lot of good. And hell, we are worse off in two and a half years of Biden who just said yesterday that we have fifty four states in our country. Yeah. yeah. Fifty four states. <laughs> I, you and know I'm what? Now, hold on. Now, now that you mention it. And by the way, if they do, that means not a joke, everybody. That's why we were defeated in, in 2018 when they tried to do it. We went to 54 states. <laughs> Remember when Biden said 50, that he'd tra- or Obama said he'd traveled to 52? Oh, Obama, 58. He said 58. Oh, 58. That's right. Oh, my Lord. Just and bizarre. And nobody called him out on it. And I, I got to tell you, Carrie Lake, Carrie Lake rocks. Yeah. Carrie Lake is the woman of the future for our party. So O'Day, I don't know who he is from Adam. I never heard of the guy before, but I'm so so skeptical. Are you not going to vote for him? I have to vote for him, just like I had to vote for Romney, just like I had to vote for Kaufman. 
Pisses me off. I, I, <laughs> I hear you. And you know what? I, I think, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about my conversation with Donald Trump about Joe Day until after the election. And I will talk about it then. But um, I, I just okay. don't think it was necessary. I just don't think you have to punch your base, the MAGA base, the enthusiasm, the growing enthusiasm <laughs> in the Republican Party in the mouth like that. But 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 what time. if the what if the strategy is look those folks like you I have no choice my son said it what choice do we have you got to vote for the guy and so if I can get more voters and actually win this race then I can show people who I'm at I don't know any of this I've talked to Joe O'Day several times I'm not, but this is just pure speculation wishful thinking but um, uh, you know you're right sorry, we, we got to you're elect this guy. Nice guy. You're such a nice guy. I mean, honestly and truthfully, love Af- you to death, but I tell you what, this is what's hurting Colorado and this is what's hurting our country. After the I election, like after the election, okay. the real Randy will return. Okay. God, okay. God bless you, Marilyn. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, we got to jump to our break. Tell the Mar-a-Lago story, a little bit more audio to share with you. 303-696-1971 is our number. Really appreciate you having along for the ride here on 710 KNUS. We're back at 648. Phone lines are still hot. And uh, another Joan or a Joan or one of the Jones that we've talked to tonight texted in uh, a list of the events that Joe Day is doing. And um, he has, what is today now? Today's the 29th. So he was in Denver and Loveland today, Colorado Springs and Pueblo tomorrow, Alamosa, Pagosa, Pagosa Springs on Monday, uh, Tuesday a day off, Wednesday Montrose and Gunnison, Thursday Salida and Rifle, Friday Craig, Steamboat String, Springs and Grand Lake, Saturday Estes Park, Fort Collins and Broomfield, Sunday Lamar, Monday, Monument, Denver, and Aurora. So the man is working Trump-like to win this race, and that is pretty impressive. Don't forget the uh, great event, the Blacks for Heidi, people in support of Heidi at the Ethiopian Church, 6 p.m. this Wednesday night. I'm going to try like heck to get out there. I'll bet uh, Heidi and Danny will both be there. This is a terrific opportunity. Send me a, a text message or a text to studio. I'll be looking at them tomorrow. If you need a link or anything like that, I don't want to run out of time without telling you a little bit more about my visit to Mar-a-Lago. Um, Palm Beach, Florida, phenomenal, clean. Of course, it's a very wealthy city. I mean, $54 million homes are kind of the average ones on the way out to Mar-a-Lago. Uh, but just no evidence of crime or homelessness or trash or, or stuff like that. The hotel was wonderful. People were great. My driver wanted me to be there on time, and he definitely overpredicted the traffic because we got there early to Mar-a-Lago, and so the gates were still locked. So we went around to the Secret Service entrance, and the Secret Service guy came out, and he said, no, no, you can't come in. And I nudged him a little bit, and he said, well, you know, would you just check? And so the guy, what's his name? And they sent my name in, and they let me in. They let me in early. So I was one of the first people to arrive at Mar-a-Lago. Um, I stayed outside and and took some really beautiful pictures of the place and uh, then got in. And what was really cool about this event is that um, Mar-a-Lago has been closed all summer. It's being renovated. And so there were only about 20 of us there, uh, plus Donald Trump and, of course, his Secret Service and then the staff. Wonderful, wonderful dinner. Just superb. And one disappointment I had, there was uh, at one point in the evening where people were taking pictures with 
Donald Trump, you know, shaking hands, standing next to him, whatever. And three times they tried to get me in there. And each time the Secret Service said, no, you're not. You haven't been pre-approved. And I was just, I didn't know. I've been pre-approved by the Secret Service to go to Trump, you know, Christmas parties at the White House and RNC events where Trump was there to be, you know, close to him or whatever. Uh, But I could not convince them. So the next time I have this opportunity, I will know that you've also got to get run by the Secret Service in order to get right next to him. But, uh, you know, I was within a few feet of him uh, when we were at the dinner and when he came in and spoke to folks and had some interactions. Very, very cool to, you know, have someone this historic and world-changing and likely to be, certainly likely to be the next Republican nominee and I would say the next president of the United States, um, using your first name and telling you what a great job you're doing. And I I, I laughed at that because I couldn't imagine that he would really know anything about what I'm trying to do or work on the RNC or anything else. Lauren Boebert was there. I'm sure she was whispering in his ear but uh, because she and I are good friends. But um, afterwards, when people were saying, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, I, I didn't know you knew Trump. And I said, well, I don't. I didn't. And uh, and I and I speculated that, you know, probably Lauren just told him to say something nice to that guy or something. And they said, no, no, Trump does his homework. Um, You know, there were people from Colorado here. And um, whether or not he was just being nice on a, you know, on a first conversation or not, what I can tell you about Donald Trump is that the next time you see him, he will remember you, he will remember your name, and he will remember this conversation. That's how his mind works. And in fact, that's probably why he used my name several times during the conversation that he and I had, because that's how he remembers people's names in the future. That's a a really typical uh, thing that you learn if you want to learn how to remember people's names. I gave up on it a long time ago. I've got to write them down, especially if I'm on the radio. But it was just extraordinary. Wonderful dinner. The Trump wines are just exquisite. The place is beautiful. Uh, There were photos out by the pool, and it was just special to understand that for for this event, I mean, the place is closed. It's the guy's house. He's doing rallies tonight. He's doing a rally tomorrow. He's got so much going on. But in order to help the Freedom Caucus and in order to help Lauren Boebert, when he was asked, according to what we were told that night, um, he didn't even blink. He said, yeah, we'll open it up for Lauren and uh, let's get everybody let's get everybody out here. Just a really remarkable experience, and uh, and I really loved it. Text messages are coming in. Uh, more events with Heidi Ganahl, Mad Mom Rally in Denver for Heidi. Just go to HeidiForGovernor.com, HeidiForGovernor.com. You can get the links for uh, all of her upcoming events. This, um, this, this event, uh, Blacks for Heidi, at the Ethiopian Church this Wednesday. I'm going to try and get there. They're asking people to RSVP because of limited seating. So, you know, if you're interested, um, please go to Heidi for Colorado. I'm sorry, Heidi for Governor dot com. Go to the events page and let them know that you're coming. We've got a little bit of time left. Let's see how many calls we can get in. Linda, thanks for waiting. Welcome to the show. I just wanted to tell people be informed, not influence. And Molly Hemingway's got this book out called Brig and what the Democrats did all four years that President Trump was in office and everyone involved and what had happened with COVID and who was involved in this, where all that took place, you know. And that's why he didn't win, but her book's called Rigged, and it's out now. And she names names, and she knows everything. Her name's Molly Hemingway. 
Oh, yeah. No, I've read the book. Uh, I've got a signed copy of it. In fact, I see Molly every once in a while at an event or a – she's a Colorado, and I don't know if you knew that. She writes no. for The Federalist. Um, she is 100% spot on and terrific. Um, she exposed you don't have to understand computers or believe that the machines themselves actually flipped votes. Uh, she and so many others, Hans von Spakovsky, uh, John Fund, um, I actually introduced them at the Western Conservative Summit. They have a new book out on rigged and broken elections. Uh, wow. it's, the evidence is out there for everybody. So I'm really glad that you brought this up. And I want to promise you something, Linda. When this election is over and we're getting ready for the next one, including our off-year elections here in Colorado, but the uh, presidential especially, um, I will be back to pounding. There's so much great stuff that has happened, court cases, evidence, uh, depositions, proof of election fraud that we just don't have time to talk about while we're trying to win a race here in 10 days. Oh, uh, I, I, oh, that, I love uh, but I'll be back to hammering it, I promise you. Oh, thank you. But I just tell people, read that book. You know, we've got to be Great informed book. and not influenced, you know. And, yeah, I don't like uh, him either, you know, but I'm voting for I'm straight Republican. I'm telling you, these people that, with the abortion and stuff, you know, and your vote, if you don't vote for him, you know, these Democrats are going to be in and you're still going to be having that abortion issue regardless. Vote Republican straight across. Linda, God bless you. Have a great weekend. You too. And I, man, I wish we had more time. Text messages just pouring in saying, I'm not voting for O'Day. I'm voting for the Libertarian. Not pouring in. A couple of them. Um, another one, I'm tired of being told I have to hold my nose. I wish you folks would have called in so we could explore that. I respect that position. I understand it. I have stood on that same ground. Maybe you'll call next week and don't fill out your ballot just yet. Give me one more shot at you to explain why it's so very important to simply elect Republicans this particular year. I want to just finish up the Peter McCullough. This was the full message about what happened to him. I was terminated as the editor-in-chief of cardio-renal medicine and reviews in cardiovascular medicine after years of service and rising impact factors. There was no phone call, no board meeting, no due process, just emails or certified letters Powerful, dark forces are working in academic medicine to expunge any resistance to the vax. Yesterday, I was stripped of my board certifications in internal medicine and cardiology after decades of perfect clinical performance, board scores, and hundreds of peer-reviewed publications. This is a guy who's written 677 articles published in scientific peer-reviewed journals. He's one of the most respected cardiologists in the world. He's been right about everything throughout the pandemic, an encyclopedic memory, nicest guy ever. I've enjoyed his, my interviews with him and the time that I spent with him. And this is what happened if you happen to stand up against the COVID, the CCP virus lie. All right, everybody, that's it. Do what you can. Get out and vote. Always remember, never forget, God loves you. So do I. See you next Saturday right here. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.